The Jaguars are future focused. Future focused. This is Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and pride of the Jaguars, Fred Taylor, bring you highlights and analysis from today's game. Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC, is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah, Baptist Health, and by TIAA Bank. Now, to get things started, here's J.P. Shadrick. And welcome in. It's Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. J.P. Shadrick with Fred Taylor, Mike Dempsey, our entire crew. Jaguars win in week two. Final score, Jags 24, Colts nothing. A shutout for the first time for the Jaguars since 2018. That was also against the Colts. The Jags have still not lost against the Colts at home since 2014 one of those games in that stretch was in london the rest here at the bank and it continues today fred uh good afternoon first of all fred what's up boss what a day amazing day both sides of the ball i mean everything just smells nicer it looks better (laughs) now and all of a sudden this team's one and one yeah we got a little bit more to talk about down here uh mike how you feeling i'm good how are you i'm good who's not good Right? How- Every, everybody's good. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was electric outside, man. Uh, but that defense, wow. You know, 2017 was an amazing defense, right? But this defense today looked a little bit like the defense we had back in 1999. Well, they're I'm, hitting I'm that line all day. Opportunistic. I'm pretty sure. And I, I mean, those got back then, we would put up points. But uh, the defense would minimize the opposing team's uh, offense. I believe they might have had a few goose eggs. Uh, to go with it too. Um, don't quote me on that. Yeah, yeah. But it just seemed like these guys were flying around. The ends looked great. Josh and uh, Trayvon, and and they looked good on the back end back there in the secondary. I just they just did everything right. The linebacking core was all over the place. They stopped the run. Uh, they smashed Matt Ryan. Man, that was you know that was great. Um, they just looked amazing. Yeah, I thought the only thing uh, that surprised me, Fred, was that the Colts didn't try to use Naheem Hines more. They went to him right off out of the gate, right? Because Jonathan Taylor, all the Jags' focus was on shutting him down. They did a terrific job, held him to 54 yards on nine carries. You'll take that every time. I mean, that's six yards a pop, but you took the ball out of Jonathan Taylor's hands today. So, uh, look, we, we knew that the Colts were undermanned at the wide receiver position, but that's how you treat a team like that, like this Jags defense did today. Yeah, I, I just don't think the Colts would have been able to sustain, you know, uh, feeding the ball to Hines in that fashion f- throughout the duration of the game. I was thinking more in the passing game. Yeah, it, certainly in the passing game, but you know what they want to do. They want to get the ball to Jonathan Taylor. You know, he has that C on his chest for a reason. You know, a guy who had 31 touches a week ago. So they were waiting for an opportunity to get him the ball. But, again, the defense was lights out against him in the first half and throw the coach – completely off you know off whacking their play call and what he had five carries for I mean five touches for for four yards you know at by at the end of the half so um hats off to the play callers in the in, in the building and the guys that are out there making the plays they actually made the plays they were supposed to make this week let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Jaguars radio network Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC after a Jaguars shutout victory, 24-0 over the Indianapolis Colts. We've talked defense. We'll take a timeout and flip it around to the offensive side. What a day for Trevor Lawrence in this game at TIAA Bank Field. 
We'll go in the locker room as well. A conversation with Doug Peterson coming up. Bucky Brooks is standing by. We are off and running. It's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. It was a full team effort. The defense had a huge part in it, though. Their first shutout for the Jaguars since 2018. That was against the Colts. Also a 6-0 win that day for the Jags uh, in this stadium at TIAA Bank Field over the Colts. They've done it again now in 2022. Uh, Trevor Lawrence with a fantastic day at the office today, efficient throughout, and spread the ball around, ran the ball, also balanced it out on offense today, and got the job done. They secured that shutout towards the end of the game as well. The defense was kind of up against it a couple times. The Colts were in the red zone, but turned them away on downs, two possessions in a row to finish out this game today for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags are now 1-1. One and one. They bounce back from a lost week one against the Washington Commanders. They open up TIAA Bank Field with a win over the division rival Indianapolis Colts. Back-to-back road games coming up for the Jags at L.A. against the Chargers next week and then at Philadelphia in week four. But this is about the celebration after week two, a shutout victory, 24-0. Let's go back to the locker room. Bucky Brooks has head coach Doug Peterson. Coach, you get the first win. What was it like? The atmosphere was crazy in the bank today. What was it like for you on the sideline? Just that. It was it was crazy. They had a great crowd. Um, God, they were electric. They were into it from start to finish. You know, and our you know, thing is our your players, they feed off of that, right? They feed off of that energy in the stands. And and uh, it just started from, you know, the opening drive, you know, uh, both defensively and offensively. And uh, it just carried throughout the game. It was just a great atmosphere today. So listening to you in the pregame, I heard you talk about this is a top-down defense. And so Trevor's going to have to be patient with the check downs. It seemed like he was in his bag. He was very on point what do you guys do to try and help him get comfortable well it's all by game plan and design just to just to kind of hit those spots in the secondary Gus Bradley's a, a tremendous deep coordinator been in this league for a long time and, and he plays a, a, a style of defense that it's not overly complicated right they want to keep a lot of eyes on the quarterback and, and then rally and make tackles and, and and try to get you into those second long third and long scenarios and so you have to stay disciplined and patient as a passer um, you know, and then as, as, as play designers, we have to get our guys in the right spots, right? And um, we were able to do that. Um, you know, and there were, some, there were some great plays, too, by some of our tight ends receivers to break tackles and get some first downs and stay on the field. And you're going to need some of that, too, right? Not every play can go past the sticks. You've got to be able to break a tackle from time to time, and, and uh, guys did that today. So defensively, uh, it appeared that uh, Josh Allen was certainly very impactful. But the rest of the pass rush as well, how important was it for – the defensive line to show up and dominate like they did? You know, they had their hands full. We knew that coming into this football game. It's a tremendous run game. You know, they got a really good offensive line. Um, you know, Matt Ryan has always kind of prided himself off of the run game and play action pass and, and uh, you know, getting the ball out of his hand. I, it, it just really stops or starts with sort of, you know, eliminating the run game. We, we knew we probably weren't going to stop it completely, but you try to stymie it just a little bit, and that, that just kind of opens up some pass rush lanes and, I thought our defensive line played extremely well today, got after the passer from uh, from the beginning of the game to the end of the game, created some of those turnovers right there. Um, just exciting to watch those guys play. Yeah, really exciting. So last week we talked about some of the lessons that you would learn and teach to the team in terms of learning how to win. So now coming off a big win, what do you teach them in terms of how do you be consistent the next week? 
that's the whole focus, right? You, you can enjoy it for about 24 hours, and we're back to work tomorrow, and, and, and our focus has to get on, you know, L.A., our next opponent. And, um, it, you know, it, it's it's a young football team. I do want them to enjoy this, but at the same time, we know that we've got to put in the same amount of work this next week coming up. We can't take days off. We can't take practices off. Guys are going to be sore on a Wednesday and a Thursday, and, and, and that's all part of the process that we're trying to establish here, and, and I think you're starting to see that with the guys, right, and they're starting to buy into that. And, and this is just a, a great step in that right direction. Look, Coach, we enjoyed it. We look forward to seeing maybe another win in L.A. next week. Thanks, Bucky. All right, that's uh, head coach Doug Peterson with Bucky Brooks just outside the Jaguars' locker room, and uh, that's a happy place to be today, I think. 20-40. nothing. Better be, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jags are now 1-1. One and one. We have plenty ahead. We'll come back with highlights. We've got the Vistar final stats, the Jaguars' radio network player of the game, a lot of business to attend to, and plenty more discussion with Fred Taylor and Mike Dempsey. I'm J.P. Shadrick, and this is Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame continues after a Jaguars shutout win over the Indianapolis Colts. 24-0, J.P. Shadrick, Fred Taylor, and Mike Dempsey. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jaguars, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com. Let's hear the highlights from this one, and boy, were there some today. On the opening drive, in fact, for the Indianapolis Colts, on the seventh play of the opening possession, Rayshon Jenkins comes through with an interception off Matty Ice. There's deep downfield. That ball is going to be intercepted. It is picked off by the Jaguars. Nice work in the secondary. Rayshon Jenkins got it. He picks off Matt Ryan. That set up the Jaguars in pretty decent shape, in fact, to the 32-yard line. There were a couple third-down conversions on the ensuing possession. They end up going 15 plays down the field, and Trevor Lawrence finds Christian Kirk for a 10-yarder. Shotgun formation, dropping is Trevor, looking. Fires middle of the field, caught by Christian Kirk, leans toward the end zone, touchdown! A 10-yard touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence to Christian Kirk, and the Jaguars strike first. Extra point good, 7-0. Jaguars defense continued to take over. They forced three consecutive three-and-outs. Josh Allen had a couple of sacks early in the game. On the third Jaguars possession, a six-play, 79-yard drive. Another third-down conversion kept it going. James Robinson, with one of the better runs of his career with the Jaguars, breaks through from 37. They run it with James Robinson. James into the open field, 30, inside of 30, inside of 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, James Robinson exploded and extended the lead for Jacksonville. Extra point good, 14-0 Jaguars with the lead in command. Another three and out for the Jags defense. Riley Patterson hit a 52-yard field goal. And the Jags led by three scores at that point, 17-0. Another Arden Key sack on the final possession for end of the half. The Jaguars knelt down, 17-0, the halftime score. The Jags come out on offense to begin the second half. They go eight plays, take about five minutes off the clock, and then punt it away. Defense gets another uh, five-play drive and out. And then another touchdown drive for the Jaguars. This one eats up nearly eight minutes of game clock, 12 plays. Lawrence to Kirk for a five-yard score. Play fake. Trevor's going to run to the right. He's going to toss it to Christian Kirk for the touchdown. Touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence. Five-yard score, extra point good, 24-0. Jaguars can do no wrong. 
Jags on defense get a turnover on downs. They get another turnover on downs. The Jags offense quiet the rest of the day. And the Jags started taking the ball away when Matt Ryan had to force it in the air. Devin Lloyd gets his first career interception. Dropping is Matt Ryan. Fires. That ball is going to be intercepted. Picked off by Devin Lloyd after it was tipped. Devin Lloyd picks it off. And the Jags take over at their own 46-yard line. Jags uh, had a three and out. Next possession, next play. And Andre Sisco gets his hands on a football from Matt Ryan. Fires deep downfield. That's overthrown. Is it picked off again? Did Andre Sisco get his two feet down? Yes, he did. Another interception. This time at the 35-yard line of the Colts. There you have it. That's how it sounded today. Final score, Jaguars 24, Colts nothing. Plenty ahead. We're back in a moment. Fred Taylor and Mike Dempsey return. We'll have the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game voting a little bit later. The Vice Star final stats when we return. This is Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. It's Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Jaguars over the Colts, 24-0. Time now for the Kingfish Pest Control defensive play of the game, and we'll give it to Rayshon Jenkins on the interception on the opening drive. Really kind of set the tone today. It was an overthrow kind of deep down the right sideline, and Jenkins got over there and made the play. The interception brought it back to the 32-yard line. One of three takeaways for the Jaguars' defense today. That set up a 15-play, 68-yard scoring drive for the offense in just over nine minutes to take a 7-0 lead. So the Rayshon Jenkins interception, the Kingfish Pest Control defensive play of the game. Let the pros tackle the pest in your home by going to kingfishpest.com. That's kingfishpest.com. Time now for a look at the Star final stats. Jaguars Game Day Radio is brought to you by Star Credit Union. Do good, bank better. Well, these are good ones today. And let's go through the team stats in a shutout victory, 24-0. Total yardage in favor of the Jaguars, 331-218. to Third downs, the Jags were 6 of 15. A lot of those uh, miscues were late in the game when it was out of reach anyway. Uh, third downs for Indy, 2 of 10. The Jags had 21 first downs today. Indy had only 9 in the game. Uh, rushing yardage, 96 for the Jags, 54 for the Colts, with the league's leading rusher a year ago back in the backfield. Uh, passing net, 235 to 164 in favor of the Jaguars. Penalties, 5 for 30 against Indy. The Jaguars last week had 13 penalties for 90 yards. This week, they clean it up. Three penalties for 19 yards in the game. Time of possession in favor of the Jaguars and heavy. 38 minutes, 15 seconds. They held the football and uh, kept the Colts on the sideline. That's the team look. All right, the individual stats. Well, uh, as you laid it out earlier, J.P., Trevor Lawrence 25 of 30, 235, pair of touchdowns, no interceptions, a sparkling quarterback rating of 121 and a half. Matt Ryan not as successful, obviously 16 of 30, 195, three interceptions and uh, five times he was sacked today. Quarterback rating for Ryan of 34 on the day. It's a nice job by the Jaguars defense. We asked for balance between passing and running. Well, we got it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence threw it 30 times. James Robinson, Travis Etienne combined for 31 carries, but not very successful carries for the most part. Neither one of them able to manage uh, a three yards per carry average. Robinson, 23 for 64 
hard-fought yards, but the 37-yard touchdown was the highlight of the day on the mm-hmm. ground. And the highlight for the Jaguars' defense was holding Jonathan Taylor to 54 yards rushing today. Christian Kirk, 6 for 78, receiving uh, on six targets. That's pretty efficient. pair of touchdowns. Evan Ingram caught seven balls for 46 yards. Ashton Doolin led the way for Indianapolis, 5 for 79. Defensively <laughs> for the Jaguars, uh, Devin Lloyd and Andre Sisco each had Six tackles to lead the way, but it was the sacks that jumped to the forefront. Josh Allen with a pair of early sacks. Roy Robertson-Harris, Adam Gotsis, and Arden Key also contributing in that column. James Robinson's 37-yard run um, was, at least for me, Fred, uh, one of the better ones of his career. Just weaving through a few guys, breaking a tackle, and then taking it to the house. Yeah, I thought he did great on that run. Uh, Showed a lot of vision. Uh, We don't see him with the breakaways. You know, maybe if it was 40 yards, I don't know if he gets there. But, (laughs) you know, I'm just being tough on James, right? He – he made a lot of good cuts today. The cutback was there. He took uh, advantage of it. You know, he found those lanes that were open. And, uh, you know, shout out to the O-line, to those guys up front. You know, it was ugly running in there. But, you know, they did enough when they needed to get it done. They protected the quarterback. They didn't give up any sacks, which is huge in the in the uh, stat column. And uh, even the offense overall, to execute the way they did in the red zone, unlike a week ago, they were 100% there. So they came back, made a lot of improvements. You mentioned the penalties. Um, I just They improved like they should have today. They only hit uh, Trevor Lawrence twice, twice. all day. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I was just yeah. going to say, that? looking at that number yeah. as well. There were 10 last week. Yep. That's right. a huge step in the right direction. And Trevor got it out quickly, too. That's part of it. It's, a, it's both ways. The line giving him time and then making a decision and going with it. Right? Yeah, you know, we, we, we look at this, look at the score, and we you call out all these stats hard to figure out the play, of the, the play of the game and all that other stuff. But, you know, just looking at it, you know, the guys were five of eight on third downs in the first half. Yes. And then here in the second half, they were one for seven. So just looking at things, what do we have to improve on? We have to improve on closing out. You know, I understand it was 17-0, so they called a few more run plays in there. Uh, but you still have to execute, you know, in the stretch, and they have to get used to that, you know, as the season goes, if they want to find themselves in the playoff playing cha- uh, championship caliber ball. Yeah, four-minute four mm-hmm. offense, right? I mean, if you have the lead, you're up, you need to run some clock. They four, three straight three and outs and then a turnover on downs. There's, there's four that they didn't convert right there. Right, and you have to be able to convert those. And they'll go back and look at it. You know, and say, all right, we have to get better in these areas, and uh, and I think if they do, you know, and they stay healthy, that's another thing. No one was on the uh, inactive list today, guys that they're going to depend on. So if they stay healthy throughout, this can be a team that uh, cause a lot of fits throughout the season. There you have it. A look at the Vice Star final stats. Jaguars win it twenty-four nothing over the Indianapolis Colts. We'll pick a Jaguars Radio Network player of the game when we return. It's Jaguars post game on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars post game presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 24 0 the final. Jags over the Colts. A shutout win in week two. The Jaguars. Currently are in first place in the AFC South. The Texans are playing right now, and the Titans play on Monday night football. 
Time now for the Jaguars Radio Network Player of the Game voting. This is so official. I get a vote, Mike gets a vote, and Fred gets a vote and a half. Of course. That's how it works. And in the past, we've been able to pick, you know, uh, groups if, if needed in this game. Just, <laughs> yeah. just throwing that out there. So where are you going, JP? I'm just saying, uh, Mike, who you got? <laughs> Groups oh, or individuals, I, whatever you want. This is a, a twist here, Fred, at yeah. the last minute. I don't recall being allowed to pick groups. <laughs> I believe JP may have picked a group along the way Probably. in the last however many years. Anyway, I think this comes down to two players. Uh, Trevor Lawrence on the offensive side, super efficient, but still not the high-end numbers. I think there's more on the bone there for Trevor Lawrence, and we're going to have plenty <laughs> of opportunity as the season goes on. I'm going Josh Allen. I think the two sacks early – set the tone he didn't have a lot beyond that in the box score but I think he really got his defensive teammates fired up in his football game he only had the three tackles but uh that pair of sacks early on I think really just set the tone that the Jags defense was coming to play today so I'm going with Josh Allen as my vote for player of the game I'm with you on the Trevor Lawrence part we heard Doug Peterson with Bucky Brooks a minute ago reiterated again that defense plays deep and then comes forward they took what they gave them today and mm -hmm. and did a lot of that which was the game plan going in and I think you're right once that game plan shifts a little bit you'll see some bigger uh, yardage numbers down the field and, and a few more uh, of that you know in the weeks ahead maybe um so yeah I was going to say the whole defense. I knew you uh, the whole defense, yeah. the entire side of the how ball. How many times do you pitch a shutout? <laughs> All right. I mean, that, I mean, I know they were a couple receivers short. Whatever. It's still the NFL. They're paid to play football. They have a great running back. They were in the red zone when they could have scored. All this. Uh, I was going to say the whole defense, but I think that's a cop out. <laughs> so I'm going to go um, with Josh Allen. Also, I think right. that set the tone. The two sacks today. Um, there are plenty of options on offense, though. So Christian Kirk again, yeah. uh, Trevor, you know, Robinson with a long run. Uh, even on defense, you got guys who got their hands on the football in the secondary. Three interceptions today. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. spread the wealth. They That's did, why the a lot of different players made mm -hmm. impacts on defense today, but uh, I guess we'll just go with Josh Allen on, on my vote. Well, there's no way I can win, No, and I'm not going to make it a clean sweep, although I do want to go with Josh. I won't because you guys took the easy route. Um, I'm going to yep. go with Rayshon Jenkins because, you know, if, if we look back at it, right, the Colts, the, their best drive, especially early on, they made it one of their – one of five first possessions they crossed into Jaguars territory. Yeah. They got to the 40. And who comes up with the big interception to change the direction of the game? For me, it was Rayshon. Uh, he also had four pass defenses, not a lot of tackles. He got to get his hips together because Jonathan Taylor – Ran him over at one point, but that's what, that's neither here nor there, right? It doesn't matter. I got to go with Rayshon. He, I think that's his best game as a Jaguar. You know, overall, I, I truly believe that was his best performance as a Jag, and for that, um, I got to give him my vote for it. I would have gone Devin Lloyd runner-up on defense myself. I mean, he tied for the team leading tackles. Yep. Had three pass yeah. breakups, including an interception as well. So, and, look, and a it lot was of just that interception right? was a little later no, for me. I, I did yeah. see that. Uh, he had an outstanding game. Uh, but it yeah. felt like those tackles for Devin were a little more effective today. You know, a lot of those were, you know, down the field last week, and he was missing some things early mm -hmm. in that game. By the way, six doesn't sound like a lot, but when you consider the time of possession advantage, particularly in the first half that Jacksonville had, you know, there weren't that many tackle opportunities because right. they were getting them off the field. That's right. Right. And the D-line was stuffing the run up front, so the guys on the back end, my guy Jenkins, 
didn't have an opportunity to come up and make a ton of tackles. But it was a toss-up. But I think deservingly, a guy from the defensive side should be player of the game. And, and it's Josh. And deservingly, it's the captain on defense. Josh Allen is the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game. He had two sacks today, but his defense and the Jaguars defense pitched a shutout. 24 nothing, mm-hmm. first time in four seasons that's happened. And the Jaguars are now 1-1. One and one. The Baptist Health Injury Report when we return. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capabilities and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is Jaguars Post Game on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame continues, presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick with Mike Dempsey and Fred Taylor after a Jaguars win over the Colts 24-0. And time now for the Baptist Health Injury Report. Baptist Health changing health care for good. Well, this is remarkably, at least so far, knock on wood, been a healthy football team. Last week, the Jaguars did not have any players on the injury report throughout the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Nobody had to get a game status for this game. At the end of the week, well, um, you know, we saw Tyson Campbell at one point went down, came off, and then went back in the game. I, I'm, I didn't see anything really else that stood out today. Um, we'll see what comes out in the next day or so. Of course, bumps and bruises, things happen uh, off to the side. But that was, the I think, the one that I remember that stopped the game at least. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Fred, do you remember a time in your career when you were in the second week or maybe through the second week of the season and you didn't have anybody in the injury report? Not at all. Crazy, right? Not at all. But, yeah. uh, you know, part of the reason we thought they should win this game today. I mean, you know, Indy without some really key players and the Jags took advantage of it. You know, it wasn't like they just <clears throat> stuck by. They dominated um, and it wasn't just because of the absence of those guys, but they took advantage of those uh, players not being in particularly, I thought, more so even the wide receivers than Shaq Leonard. But regardless, man, let's just knock on wood and hope we get another good you know, series of reports heading out to the West Coast this week. And part of that, too, and, and Fred, I'm, I'm sure you can speak to this, is uh, on the players for taking care of their bodies, getting things right in the preseason, the training camp, and into the regular season, and the athletic training staff mm-hmm. to, to help them get to that point, too. It's really a team effort. Jeff Ferguson and his staff – uh, down in the training room, do a fantastic job with these guys. We we always hear about the rehab work with a guy like James Robinson getting mm-hmm. him back on track and, and, and going. Well, those guys are out there, and for the most part, everybody is in good shape. But it takes, uh, yes, the athletic training staff and team doctors, Dr. Kevin Kaplan, that whole crew, but it's up to the players, too, to go out and do their own work. Yeah, a thousand percent, JP, but you also need a – you know, a little luck in that too, right? Yep. You know, I, I look at some guys, especially the guys that have played my position over the history of the game, you know, take someone like a Walter Payton, uh, miss one or two games his entire career. Uh, but, you know, that luck does help. Uh, guys are, uh, especially nowadays, better science, better equipment, all this different stuff. Guys are better uh, with nutrition and recovery. Uh, it, it's good to, that those guys can take advantage of it. But again, you know, football is tough. You never know what's going to happen. You look at your fantasy teams, and next thing, thing you know, Mike, you look up and you're missing two or three guys in the first week of the season. Like, man. Hope you didn't I start Trey Lance today. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, thankfully, um, uh, the, 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 the injury God has been good to us here. 
Let's keep that going for sure. The uh, Jaguars game day radio broadcast is brought to you by Vistar Credit Union. Do good, bank better. We're back with a preview of next week. A trip to the West Coast for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Historically, that has been an issue. Well, there's a yeah. good football team out there this time, too, in the Los Angeles Chargers. We'll preview that game when we come back. It's Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. J.P. Shadrick, Fred Taylor, Mike Dempsey. Jags win it 24-0. A shutout win for the first time since 2018 for the Jags. That was also a win over the Colts. They've had uh, three shutouts of the Colts all time, seven total shutouts in team history, three of those against Indy, and uh, just keep them coming. That's fine. Yeah, that'd be all right. Um, not, not a bad thing at all. And, uh, hey, next week the Jaguars head to the West Coast. The L.A. Chargers await at SoFi Stadium. We'll see the status of the quarterback. He got dinged up on Thursday night football. Rib cartilage. Uh, break. It's interesting. It, it rib, rib cartilage yeah. was fractured. I've right? never and, heard you could do that. Well, we talked with Jeff Logman this week on Jaguars Today. He said, you know, that's the more painful thing than if you actually crack the rib. Everybody else that I saw was acting like Herbert basically uh, escaped serious injury because it was only a rib cartilage issue, Fred. I'm guessing – that if he trusts the team doctor, keep in mind this is the same one who collapsed Tyrod Taylor's lung, and Tyrod, <laughs> it was announced today, is suing him. He's still the team doctor. I don't know if I'd let that guy be the one who injects me, but I have a feeling uh, uh, Herbert will be out there with some kind of flak jacket and a shot of some kind. Yeah, no, he's definitely.